Throughout my adult life, my focus has been on making the world a more beautiful place. Initially, I pursued this goal as a hairstylist, working on the external appearance of individuals to make them feel more beautiful. However, I wanted more, so I began to shift my focus to helping people make better choices and achieve greater beauty from within. As a transformational life coach, I specialize in helping you identify and change the limiting beliefs that may be holding you back. Join me each week as we discuss, interview, teach, and explore the fundamental principles of healthy relationships. Welcome to Conscious Conversations with Louisa. In today's episode of Conscious Conversations with Louisa, I'm speaking with Jennifer Grace. I get to introduce you guys to Jennifer Grace today. She is a Hay House author, a radio show host, and a TEDx speaker. And extra special, she's actually my coach. I have such a warm spot in my, in my heart for you. Hi, Jennifer. Please say hello to our audience. Hi. Thank you so much, Louisa, for including me in this awesome summit. I'm so excited for you and, you know, for this amazing audience to get these beautiful speakers and the lineup that you've put together is just rock star. I love it. I do too. And you know what has been fantastic is as people are sharing and they give their tips and their tricks and I'm like, that's an hour eight week course. I just get elated when the entire program gets somehow still in our course. And it, I'm just so excited to be part of it. How did it start for you? Well, I mean, I took our course as a student, you know, 14 years ago. <laughs> and I was, you know, at a crossroads. I wasn't sure what I was going to do out of my marriage. I had just gotten a divorce. I, you know, was an actor and a filmmaker. And I, as much as I love that, I was also committed to co-parenting with my ex-husband and staying in South Florida. So you can't really go to the next level, as you know, because you're an LA girl, unless you're in New York and LA in the world of acting. And so I knew I just had to like hang up that hat and figure out what was next. And so I went on a journey. It, it felt like about two years where came out of the divorce, hung up the hat of actor. And then I started six businesses, made six logos, six websites, and eventually had on my hands six failures because I was spread so thin. And I, I teach a course about overcoming procrastination, CHA. And it's like, there are three ways that you can procrastinate, right? You can be stalled where you sit in front of your computer and you're like, okay, I'm going to write the book. And then you're like, I have to go pee. And then you come back and you're like, ding, let me just check that. You know, that's the staller. And then there's, you procrastinate because you're stuck. You're just frozen. Like the thought of, you know, your dream, your, your goal just makes you be frozen and paralyzed, like fear of failure, fear of success. Or there's the spinner, which is me. And it's kind of like the curse of the creative, right? You're good at so many things, right? And you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. And 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 then none of them reach the finish line because you're spinning all over the place in a million different directions. And that was me. And so my mother 
said to me, I think you should take this course. It comes from Stanford University. It's a master's degree course in mindfulness and emotional intelligence. They've brought it out of Stanford. They've given it also to, you know, 9-11 widows that lost their loved ones. And, you know, they didn't know what their next step on their journey was. And it just, it gives you so much clarity. And I think you need clarity because what I was really doing, Louisa, was I was listening to what everybody else told me I should be doing. Oh, you'd be great at managing me. And I'm this photographer. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, you'd be so good in this non-for-profit with me. And can you start this with me? I'm like, okay, that'll be cool. You know, and so just listening to what everybody else thought that I would be great at instead of tuning in. And so I meet with my Clarity Catalyst coach And she's like, well, what do you, you know, what's your goal for this class? Well, I'm like, I want to find my purpose. And I shared with her the six companies and the six logos and the six websites. And she's like, I'm going to ask you to put those all on the shelf and just do the training for the next eight weeks. If you can just stop spinning, that was what I did. And I started doing our practices, you know, the daily meditation and journaling. And I stopped listening what everybody else thought I could or should do. And I tuned in and week five, I popped and I said, this is it. I love this course. I want to teach it. I want to grow it. And then, you know. Right. I love the future self meditation. I remember just being elated about my life as soon as I woke up from it, because I knew I've been a hairdresser for 23 years and I know the feeling I get when I'm speaking to somebody behind the chair and as things land for them, I would just feel so happy that I was able to impact somebody. And what I was looking for was that in a career that could go along with doing hair, but I just was not sure what that was. I really had no idea what I can add to doing hair because I love doing hair, but I don't want to do 4,000 people at a time to make the kind of money I would like to make and to impact the amount of people I would like to impact. So I needed to add something that would have me grow and impact and make a difference in this world, not just one person at a time, even though I, it makes all the difference in the world, if you, even if you can impact one person. So as I woke up from that meditation, I was like, oh, I want this too. I would love to have an opportunity to impact more people. And this just lit me up. Yeah. So get that. It did that for you on week five. Yes. Yes. And I had done the future self meditation in week four and I'll never forget, you know, during the meditation, I was shown, you know, a bookshelf and she said, you see those books. And I said, yeah, she's like, you're going to write some of those books. So this is me talking to my future self in 20 years from now. And I had never considered writing a book and now I am on my second book. Right. And then she also gave me the gift was a golden pen to write and her name that she gave me that day to call her by was grace. And when I became a published Hay House author, they said, you know, what is the name on the front of the book? And I didn't want to use my ex-husband's name. I didn't want to use my dad's name. And so my assistant at the time said, well, you talk about your future self all the time. Why don't you use her name? And I just kind of tried it on. And I said, Jennifer Grace. And then it was like, oh, you know, my spiritual stage name was born and that was it. And that's how all of that came to be from that. And then the next week, which is the purpose, right? Find your purpose. 
it was so clear. I was like, this is it. This is my purpose or to teach this course and to inspire and motivate others is really my purpose. Absolutely. And I am amazed at how many people with the miniature, it, it just seems so simple. It seems so logical. It seems like something we always have known and to put it into a structured eight weeks is magnificent. And yes. My, my students have literally walked into the next week going, you know, I just think about this. I'm like, how did you even know? Cause that's exactly what the next week is. And it happens each time I'm teaching someone walks yeah. right into what the following week would be the next module is. Well, the reason why that is, is because, you know, Dr. Michael Ray, when he created our course back in 1979, right. It's been around now for 41, 42 years. He was very into a spiritual path called diamond heart. And in diamond heart, there's a very specific progression of a spiritual awakening, a spiritual unfolding. And he built that into the underbelly of our course. And so as people unfold and as they awaken right into that next level of self-awareness, he is using that ancient system. So that's why you're constantly hearing the next module being spoken into from a student that doesn't have the handouts. They don't know what's next, but they know intuitively because it really is. And that's why I always say to our trainers, don't change the training around. You've got to do it in sequential order because it was very methodically planned out for people to have major life-changing breakthroughs. Absolutely. You know what I love is where you get to do something that is completely outside the box at some point in the course. And that was huge for me. It was one of those things that you always know, I would love to try something. And all of a sudden you get an opportunity to do it. And life has shown up for me that way. I was talking about in each, each one of this, we've really discussed, take action, do something. And how I took one step and then I took another step and it just is action. So I remember looking back yesterday, I had this moment where I'm like, I've taken so many steps already and I'm wow. so far ahead and so happy. And there's, I mean, I look at you and I think of what have you done in your life between the TEDx talk and the radio show host and the book you've written. I mean, talk about steps really building on each other. Was it overwhelming initially when you started or was it just like, let me do my eight weeks and let me really put this on the, all the things that I've been doing, just pause it and start. Yes. Yes. Because speaking into back the, you know, the art of procrastination, being a spinner, trying to do too many projects and finishing none, I had learned the lesson the hard way because those six businesses cost a lot of money and a lot of time. And when I came to our course, I was drained mentally, financially, and spiritually and so I learned the lesson the hard way. And then going forward, you know, for me, when I, I had all of those dreams up there, right. And I started collecting notebooks of visions. Like I wanted to do this, this show called the Jennifer Gray show, which is kind of like Oprah meets SNL parody comedy. Cause I used to be a comedic actress. You know, I wanted to write the book. I wanted to run retreats. I wanted to work in the non-for-profit world, right? I loved, so I had all these dreams and I put them on the shelf to do the training. And then I said, okay, 
I'm going to just go for this right now. I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to put my head down and blinders on. And that's all I'm going to focus on until it is at a point where it's financially abundant, where it's in a place of instead of creating and coasting. And when I feel that moment that I can then look up, I'm only going to take one project off that shelf and do the same thing. And the first thing I took down was my vision for my first book. And I wrote the book. I got it published. I walked into Barnes and Nobles. There it is, you know, on the shelf. And I thought, okay, it's time for the next one. Then I did the Jennifer Grace show and I produced 10 episodes and did the parodies and did the interviews and then boom, put that on the shelf. Then I had the Hay House radio show, did that for three years, you know? And so while I was running my coaching business, I would only do one creative project at a time. Okay. Now I'm ready for the TEDx talk. I had known about TEDx. I had never applied for one because I knew that it it deserved and required a certain amount of intentional energy to have it happen. And, you know, you hear of people submitting, you know, I don't even know, like hundreds of submissions to get a TEDx talk. I submitted one, it was rejected. The second one was accepted because I was so honed in on my message, on my vision. And I was so intentional about it that it went to the top. Same with Hay House. I was so intentional that I was going to be a Hay House author, that I wasn't going to self-publish, that it went to the top. So if you do too many things, yeah, you look really busy and you look really cool, but nothing's happening. Right. And you're not going to the top. You know, I love what you just shared about the intentional. Any Anything I've ever done with that type of intention going in has 100% happened. And the other yeah. thing that I thought was really interesting for me that was opening up was being clear on the intention. For example, when there's two conflicting thoughts, like I would like to be successful, but what if somebody wants me for my money? Well, that's a conflicting thought. And being so clear about our vision that we're aware of those conflicting thoughts. You know, that's just a common, we all have what we want. And then there's all the thoughts behind it and how to get clear on that. So we're not all over the place. Sure. Right. And that's what we call the itty bitty shitty committee in all of our heads. Right. I mean, certainly when I was writing my, my book and I had the intention of being a Hay House author, you know, I have one of my critics is called the New York Times critic, right? And that's one of my itty bitty shitty committee members. And it says like, who do you think you are? A Hay House author? You've never even published a blog, right? Like what you're going to, you're going to declare the number one publishing company in the entire country for self-help. Like, who do you think you are? So I would acknowledge, you know, the New York Times inner critic. And I would say, yes. And the rules don't apply to me. Absolutely. It's just, you know, listen, facts are facts, but we get to choose our belief systems, but we can't choose our belief systems unless we have self-awareness, which is what our course gave to me. The awareness that I had an itty bitty shitty committee, the awareness that I had the power to choose my thoughts, to choose my belief systems. You know, most people are on the hamster wheel. They're doing what they're doing and getting what they're getting. You know, when they take our course, they have to step off and they have to look in the mirror and say, what's working? What's not working? What do I believe? What am I thinking? What am I feeling? Is it in alignment with my vision? And if not, where do I get to shift and change? 
Absolutely. And I know that, you know, one of the things that is in there also is regretting the past and worrying about the future and absolutely missing very precious moments in life. And that was huge for me also is how much time we, I used to spend in thinking about what it could have been like, what it could, should have been like, and could I have done it differently? And the freedom in taking the peaceful step of here and now. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, we hear that phrase, be here now. Well, how do you do that? How do you be here now? Well, stop worrying. Don't be anxious. You know, we actually need tools to help us be here now. We need tools to stop the racing thoughts. We need to do something. And that's what we have in this course. We have practical tool after practical tool that, you know, if you wake up at 4 a.m. writing, producing, and directing the horror movie starring you, where you never meet the love of your life, your kids never go back to school, <laughs> they're on virtual forever, you know, you you go bankrupt. So like, you know, we wake up in the morning with all these racing thoughts. You can't just tell somebody, we'll just go back to sleep. Like, it's impossible. I, I'm running this movie. But now when you have tools to stop, you know, take the remote control and then run through 10 different tools that help you stop the racing thoughts, get in the moment and go back to sleep. Now, now we're talking, Absolutely. you know, that's what I love about it. It is so practical. It's like, here's a tool. When you're stuck, use this one with your time management. Yeah. When you're feeling anxious, use this. When you're worrying, use this. When you don't know what your purpose is, try this. You know, it's like to do something. We need something to do. Even this morning, as I was getting ready for our interview and this plus everything I've ever done since, is all the time in the world. As I used to panic and get anxious around getting ready, I literally just take a nice deep breath and have all the time in the world of just knowing I yeah. don't the panic. Everything used to be have have this panic and anxiousness of hustle. And I get to have freedom from that. Yes. Uh, and you know how I talk. I'm like, you need hustle and grace, mm-hmm. right? The yeah. art of getting your ass off the couch and making the phone call and getting on and doing the interview and wow. having it happen. But you also need the grace yeah. where you get to be here now, where you, you know, know that you have all the time in the world. Don't worry, just do it, you know, and that's the calibration. Absolutely. Will and grace, hustle and grace, you know. I love how that it even feels in my body. I mean, I know that I would get things done, but what they would look like as I was preparing the the emotional trauma I would put myself through just getting there. And now I'm like, yay, this feels great. No, that's my favorite. You know, that I think the most precious thing we all could aspire to have is peace of mind. Yes. Because when you have peace of mind and peace of heart, then you're creative. You know, if there's actually something to worry about, like you literally are not making up a scenario of something that may happen, like shit is happening now, like your rent is due and you don't have the money, you know, going into a spin at 4am worrying about it is not going to have you think clearly and calmly and creatively on what another revenue stream could be on some side hustle that you can put together on a person that you could call on as a resource. So we need tools to manage our anxiety, taking them down from a 10 to a two yeah. and it's zero, right? Because zero is 
not mindfulness tools, zero is a bottle of Chardonnay or Xanax, and we're not selling that in our course. <laughs> that we're not. To come to a space where you can manage the stress and then simultaneously think clearly and creatively on where you're going to get that money. You can't think when you're full of anxiety and fear. You can't think clearly. Absolutely. And clarity cat catalyst. No one wants to work with someone who's a hot mess. You know, like no. being no. present and being calm and being centered and being aware, all of the wonderful things that come from taking that moment, using the toolbox, all, all of the wonderful things that we have access to. People do want to do business with someone like that. And yes. I always say, do you, who do you want to be friends with? Who do you want to do business with? Be that right. person. You know, yeah. it, it does impact how we show up. Yes, it does. And, you know, it's just a not, much more relaxed way to live if you're not panicking every five seconds. Absolutely. And, and the ability, I, you know, the freedom I've had in being present with my children, that has mm -hmm. been a huge mm -hmm. takeaway for me because here's what I used to think. Once I get stable, once I get okay, once I am ready, then I could start showing up. I was able to start showing up without having it be perfect. It, it goes right back. Uh, to what you started saying like, I didn't need to have a hundred percent ready and perfect before I could take action. It's take action and it all starts showing up. Yes. hundred percent. Yeah. So one of my favorite things is that you just had the most epic birthday and you have the most handsome boyfriend and you got to manifest the most beautiful place to live. It's just magnificent watching it all turn out. And it gives me uh -huh. peace to go, if she could do it, I could do it. And I love that you do it in a community style. Like you are so co-collaborating, creating in a huge tribe. It's, it doesn't have this, it's all me, myself, and I. And that's what I love about you. You know what's so cool? I put into one of my group chats, you know, what's your one year word? If you want to like declare, this is going to be the year of, 2021 will be the year of what? Wow. And for me, I wrote the year of collaboration. I, and you know what? That is exactly who you are. Yeah. What I have felt. And I just wrote to, do you know about clubhouse? All your, all your people just know about house. Listen, don't, don't take the class with me. Cause I only train trainers. Now you get to take the class with Louisa. If you ever want to take our course, but what I will ask you to do is follow me on clubhouse. Okay. So clubhouse is like the new it girl, the new it boy. It's where the cool kids are hanging out and it's this awesome platform and it's only audio only uh -huh. and it's very community based and you go in there it's invitation only and it's just people are in these deep conversations so I had to write my bio so I didn't write you know the way that I would promote myself right I just wrote what I dig is writing retreating spoken word collaborating comedy and excessive celebrating life is grand and I love to share what I know, go after things that inspire me with both hustle and grace. I have raised an amazing human, published books, hosted radio shows, done a TEDx talk, and have a thriving business. I am enough, I have enough, and I've done enough. In this moment in time, what interests me most is connecting with fascinating humans who wish to build community, collaborate, and elevate the consciousness of the planet. 
Yes. Right. And people are in these clubs having these fascinating conversations and we're talking to each other. That's what we need to do collectively is come together and dialogue about how do we take things to the next level? We don't need the pretty pictures on Instagram anymore. It's bullshit. Nobody looks like that anyway, right? There's no filters on here. There's no nothing on here. It's just authenticity at its finest. No, I am like a big advocate for this clubhouse thing. So I'm just learning it. I've just got on the other day. I only have 35 followers, which is kind of fun for me. I'm used to like thousands of followers. I'm like 35. Woo. I'm one of them. I actually signed up a few days ago and all of a sudden I'm like, the first thing that popped up was Jennifer Grace. And I thought, I love this. Of course she's on here. You really are. Of course she's on here. And that's what I love is when I say I'm up to something, someone's like, of course you are. You want to be that person. That person that someone would say, of course you are. For anyone listening who's lit up about your own life, take yourself on. You know, like have fun. Authenticity is my word for the year because I, uh, yeah. I am 100% committed to an authentic, stay in the moment, be present, be honest, and just love on human beings. Love yeah. and pour into humans and pour into my self-love and just that lights me up for the year. Yes, so, Totally. Thinking and about what their word is, come up. Yeah, with. like definitely think about what your word is. And you know, for me, the the keys to my success over the last thirteen years have really been community. Right? It's it's about surrounding myself with like minded others who hold me high, yes. and more importantly, hold me accountable. Yeah. You know, I didn't write the book alone. I had a book coach, I had a book proposal coach, and I had a group of writers that I had a writing class that held me accountable each week. I didn't do a TEDx alone. I hired a coach that helped me craft my, you know, even my application and what my TEDx talk. And then when I got the TEDx talk, I hired a speaking coach to help me do that. And so, you know, the missing ingredients to success is to try to do it all alone because left to our own devices, we're all professional procrastinators and we're all going to default back to the itty bitty shitty committee that lives inside of our heads. Oh yeah, no, I can't pull that off. But if you've got a tribe of people, it's like, no, yes, you can on those moments where you're down and out and you're not feeling it that day. And you've got somebody going, come on. Yes, you can. I got you. I got your back. And you have a coach that's paved the way, who's been there and done that and can take you there. And then you just have to show up with consistency. So showing up, being consistent, having accountability and having community is really all that and being your authentic self. You cannot not win. It's a formula for success. That's it. I am I've done it. I've seen it. I have lived it with you. I have lived it. Like it is it. So I, I cherish the fact that that gives me peace because I don't wake up in the middle of the night anymore in complete panic over what is it going to look like? Am I going to make it being a single mom of two moving to LA, all of the, what could, what could keep me up all night. That's not, I'm so confident because I know these tools, I count on them. I know they work because I've watched them. 
So it, it makes and you're, so you just put your head down and it's like, there's the little committee and you're like, okay, talk to the hand. I'm, nobody's listening. And you're like, that's it. This is what I'm doing. I'm yeah. just going to show up consistent and doesn't have to be perfect. It's never Everybody's perfect. <laughs> waiting for two things for the fear to go away or for it to be perfect. And that ain't ever going to happen. Neither of those things. There's always going to be a little bit of fear. And what does Beyonce say? She says, if you're not afraid, you're not playing big enough. Yeah. I love that. And then as it goes for perfectionism, like check in with yourself because I don't, I don't like buy into the perfectionist conversation. I say, I call bullshit. And I say to the person, let me ask you something underneath all your perfectionism, do you have either a fear of failure or the fear of success? And they have one or both. And that's why they're crossing their T's and they're dotting their I's and it's got to be perfect. And I can't put it out there. No, baby doll, you're afraid to fail or you're afraid to succeed. Like just own that. And then when you just get real with yourself, all right, I have the fear of failure. Just own it. Then you ask yourself, okay, Let's, let's talk about it in your journal. I am afraid to fail. Great. Next question. What's the worst that can happen? And then you just I love it. that question, right? What's, what's the worst that can, okay. People laugh at me. I waste my time. I look like an idiot. Da, 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 da. A lot of people are worried about what other people will think. Yeah. And you're all so egotistical. We literally think people are stalking our Facebook pages, waiting for us to launch our new business so that they can point and laugh. None of that is happening. No, Nobody's doing that. You know what they're doing? They're worried about what they're going to fail about. Nobody's even paying attention to us. And we're so egotistical. We think everybody is waiting for us to fail. So what's the worst can happen? Whatever. You fail, you fall forward. At least you're moving. Right. Right. Not staying on the sideline. And I never got the success thing. That just eludes me. You're afraid of success. Oh, well, if I'm too successful, my friends and family will feel ostracized. I always say, listen, let's cross that bridge when we get there, that you're so successful that you fire up your G6 to take all your friends and family to Thailand and they don't want to go. Let's just... Cross the bridge when we get there. Okay. I call bullshit on that too. So I just love you. (laughs) You, I know it's the fact that you keep it real. That does it for me, you know? And I know that when I'm posting on Facebook and all of a sudden people start lighting up because they start seeing what's possible for them. When I start showing up, when you start showing up, I start showing up and we all get to energetically raise each other. And that's what lights me up about 2021. We don't have to sit here and go 2020 sucked. And let's see what, how all the trauma that we experience, and let's watch it unfold terribly for 2021. It doesn't have to be that at all. We We get to step into all of the fun that is inside of us. That's just waiting to come out. Yes. All of the fun waiting to come out. You are one of the most generous people. And every time I watch you give a gift, I get lit up about the fact that you do. I know you have a gift for our audience. So what? So I'm going to give to everybody the meet your future self. Is that what it was gifting? Uh 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so many summits. I, can't go I know. <laughs> I love so it. The beautiful meditation Louisa and I were talking about where you go on a journey 20 years into the future to meet the older, wiser, been there, done that version of you is the future self meditation. And some people get freaked out. Like, oh, I don't want to see myself in 20 years. Like give yourself Botox. Okay, honey, nobody's looking. Don't worry about it. This is really a quantum experience. I mean, according to quantum physics, they say the past, the present, and the future is all happening simultaneously. So right now you're watching this interview with Louisa and I, and right now we're all 20 years in the future. So for a lot of our students, right, they come in and they see us and they're seeking and they don't know what my purpose is and they don't know what kind of relationship they want and they don't even know where they want to live. And so what a lot of us do, which is what I've done in the past, is take the poll. We ask our best friend, well, what do you think I should do? And our mother, what do you think I should do? And our partner, what do you think I should do? And then the problem is we get 20 different answers and we don't know who to listen to. So this experience is a way to formulate a question that you are curious about right? It could be, what is my life's purpose? It could be, you know, show me where I need to go next to meet the love of my life. It could be, what's the title of my book? It could be, what's a new revenue stream that's going to get me out of debt? You can ask your future self any question. So you formulate it, you write it down, and then you play the meditation and you go on this amazing journey into the future where it's just you and your future self. Don't look to see if your dog's still alive, if you're married, if, don't worry about all that. Just ask the question. And the music that we use is so cinematic, it's so epic, and it's just a powerful, powerful process of really, whether you believe in quantum physics or not, talking to your wiser self. Right. Because we all, we all have that intuition. We all know what is the next best right thing for us. It's just the itty bitty shitty committee is, is too loud. So we can't hear it. So we go outside of ourselves for the answers. This is a way to bypass the committee and actually go inside where all the correct answers are. Our intuition is actually mistake free. Absolutely. You know what? That's a gift. And what are they going to do? Jennifergrace.com slash future self. There will be a link that will actually have them walk directly right into it. The best, you know, I was so afraid of doing all of this because I thought I'm not great at technology. What am I supposed to do? The team that you talk about? Yeah, you hire it. You you fill in. Everything has a team. It's all about collaboration. How to add that link in there? No, but guess what? Somebody does. And I made it part of the team. I am unorganized. I'm not good at accounting. I've got things that I'm not good at in the beginning of my career. I couldn't afford to pay somebody. So I bartered with them. I would coach them. And then they did my website. I would coach them and they did my accounting. I would coach them. And I had a team of 10 year one without paying anybody. Now, guess what? 13 years later, every single person that started on my team now works for me and is paid very well. Yeah same people. So you can start an empire of peace and grace and abundance on nada. Yep. Cause like you said, everybody goes, well, I don't know how Google it. Yeah. I don't know how either figure it out. Get somebody that knows it's just 
an excuse. We were just talking about that. You know, there was something that I was needing help in and you were like, oh, I'll show you how we'll go on to Zoom. We'll record it. You have it. Everything is possible. Everything is possible. You know, I want to go back to the, and I know that we get to wrap this up because I could actually speak to you forever. I, what I love about the future self meditation and this work is I remember one of the children, children was saying, so what did you experience your mom being different and having done, you know, mindfulness work? She said, well, she's not Googling and Facebooking everything that goes wrong with her life. And she actually Uh has the insight of being able to be there for me, as opposed to going onto Facebook and saying, so my daughter's doing this and what do I do? And the clarity came from my mom's not looking on Facebook for her answers. Yes, that was huge. And I love that you work with young adults, with teens, with kids and the parents, you know, like you really you're incredible working with the entire family, you know, and that's the dynamic. You know, it's like I know you coach the moms and the dads and then they want their kids to have it or you coach their kids and then they're they want their parents to have it. And when you have an entire family unit that has a languaging. Yes. In order to consciously communicate, to have the self-awareness, to not think things personally, you have a family that functions. And, you know, for myself, and I know you're very, you know, passionate about blended families. And, you know, that's something that is very hard for people. People get divorced and then the kids are, you know, the ones who really lose. And through this work, I have built the most delicious relationship with my ex-husband his wife, they have two children. One is five and the other one's eight. Luke and Vince, they're at my house once a week. I take them for sleepovers. We celebrate all of our holidays. That's who I was with on Christmas, you know, Eve. Mm -hmm. And my boyfriend is there and we've created this love and this family because we have the tools to do that. And I think out of all the accomplishments I have, that is my number one best accomplish is that I have a phenomenal relationship with the father of my child. That is to me magical. That is what I would wish for every human being. And they don't see it for themselves. I bet you didn't see it 14 years ago, but it's magic when it comes. (laughs) Yes. And it takes time. But if you're in the work, if everybody's open to it, you don't even have to have everybody open to it. As long as you're doing it, it's, it's not what we're doing. It's who we're being, right? You start to change. They start to change. They never took my course. I took my course, right? We never had to do the transformation. I had to do it. And that's when it shifted. Not, it wasn't, oh, it's their fault. They don't know. No, it was me. Yeah. Me. And that's exactly what I would love for everyone as a parting moment to just be present. Who do you get to be? What do you get to do? And what is it that you want? You know, like identify what you want and step into it because it's just knowing that you can and it's possible. Yeah. Clarity is the key to freedom. Yes, yes, yes. Jennifer, I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you so much. And thank you everybody for listening. And Louisa, you are my rock star trainer. I'm so proud of all that you're doing in the world and all the lives that you're changing. And I just love you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. I could not have done it without you. And I 
plan on knowing you forever. And I can't wait to see all of the beauty that we get to have in the world. So thank yeah. you.